All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And there's been a lot of action around the short-term rental business over the uh, the last couple of years. And there's a bunch of different ways to get into it. And uh, the people that I've got on the call here, I don't want to, I'm not going to drop the names just yet, but they're calling it the burster in that it is burring to a short-term rental. And I think that you know, the business is only getting hotter and hotter and more interesting as it goes, as that whole reality becomes more and more interesting. So without any, uh, you know, any more further ado, I got Daniel and Denalta. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Hey, Bryce. Uh, we're doing well. Thanks for having us. So there's a lot of different ways to get started in real estate. Sometimes people inherit things. Sometimes, you know, people are um, just you know, they move out of their house and then they end up with a, a new rental unit. How did you guys get started? Want to tell the story? So we have always been uh, mutually interested in the in, in real estate. We grew up in households where our families always owned uh, where we lived. So we've always just kind of wanted to, it always made sense to buy an own property. Um, from our first dates, we, we spent the time driving around doing open houses or dropping in on work sites. So it was something that we both bonded on very early in our relationship. And so fast forward a few years, um, we were doing a renovation. And then when we moved back in, into our primary home, we were juggling the idea of um, using, of filling the property with tenants. And um, we never really had the greatest experience with tenants, so the Airbnb was a thing because we stayed in an Airbnb and uh, it wasn't necessarily the greatest experience. Mm -hmm. So that host was a, a five-star host. And so we were basically like, if that person can do this, we can definitely do this. So that's kind of how we got into the uh, STR space. Yeah, so like the thing, we bonded over it. Um, on our first date. So we were going driving around looking at properties and just being the landlord kind of always made sense. Um, people are always going to need a place to live. So very early on, we were kind of like, you know, my dream was always to own a triplex, right? Three units. Of, I can live in one unit for free and then rent out the rest. Uh, so that was something that we were always working towards. But yeah, um, we kind of got started in when we had our primary residence and we finally learned like to refi before we were kind of house hacking. So moving from house to house, doing renovations. Um, but we didn't even know about, you know, refiing and pulling the money out. So when we were able to kind of do our first refi, that's when things really took off uh, for us. And it was about, you know, being in a real estate space that we learned about that and connecting with other real estate investors. And we were able to scale our portfolio to five properties uh, within a year. And we were, you know, doing still house hacking and renovations uh, and burring our properties. And when we pulled our money out, it was like, we were in downtown Toronto. Uh, we realized that during that refi market value rents, we're not able to support the cost of the mortgage. Uh, additionally, as Daniel said, we had a bad experience with tenants. So we knew that we had to sell our property in six months uh, to a year. And we're looking for an alternate way to kind of 
make that cash flow to cover the mortgages. Uh, in addition to that, we knew that if we the market turned around or as soon as it did, we would want to sell. And that's where we kind of mm -hmm. got into Airbnb. And we've never looked back. Uh, every property since then, that has been the tactic that we used, a combination of short and midterm rentals to mm -hmm. kind of increase our cash flow. And uh, we were able to use that to retire me for my job. And now this is what I do full time. And we have expanded internationally to the US, Mexico and the Caribbean. So that's with the managing of those short term rentals, because I noticed you had a, a a business where you manage it for other people other than yourselves. And that is that um, or have you started buying in the United States as well? Yeah, so currently in the United States, uh, we are doing Airbnb arbitrage, we are also uh, picking up property as well. So that we're really excited about the arbitrage opportunity because it's a way to get into property with little to no money. But the mm -hmm. great thing about the US is, you know, unlike Canada, there are places that have really good affordability. And we're able to, especially in this economy with interest rates going up there, really get into some like creative financing uh, opportunities. Plus, as a Canadian, um, it's relatively easy to get financing. They just seem to be much more, uh, you know, pro-investment and capital. Or, or creative or open to creativity with investing strategies, for, for example. Yeah. yeah right. Um, tell people at home for those who those don't really like understand our the our Airbnb arbitrage. Give give us the Coles note version for people listening back at home that are maybe like Airbnb arbitrage. Okay, so basically what we're doing with an Airbnb arbitrage is we'll approach a landlord and say, Mr. Landlord, Mr. Mrs. Landlord, um, we like your property and we would like to um lease it however we're going to be using it up uh, putting it on like an airbnb platform so right right away you are letting the landlord or the property owner know exactly what you're doing with the property and so that's basically basically what an arbitrage airbnb would look like yes yeah, so you don't actually have to buy it you're able to control oh. it with a lease as long mm -hmm. as the owner is amenable to the idea right Right. We wouldn't recommend to anybody to not have that conversation. You're, you're going to be putting in a bit of money in, in terms of like furnishes and furnishings and whatnot. You might as well have the conversation. So everybody involved is aware of what's going on. And so you're not going to risk your investment by getting kicked out because you're doing something you're not supposed to. So is that right now the majority of you guys' business? That's your, that's your focus um, right now? That's currently what I do. I manage the short-term mental aspects uh, full-time. And then Daniel is focusing on um, deal acquisition and the construction renovation part. Okay, so beyond the Airbnb arbitrage, because arbitrage doesn't really need uh, construction. You, I, I think you mentioned that you're looking at uh, expanding your flipping business. Was that it? Or yes. Yeah, so we want to expand that. business into the state, so buying property and doing flips to the str strategy in the in the states have you decided where it's a big country um well off the top of our head well we we like places like ohio mm -hmm. um we've done business in atlanta before um per, my personal favorite is i have family there is uh alabama mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of markets and so kind of a um 
you know, you just kind of pick something, make sure the numbers work and go from there. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing with the States is that you can pretty much go, um, you know, there's lots of opportunity being as close to Ontario. There's this thing about the, the human brain, like the more decisions and the more options, the harder it is to make a decision. How do you value the market? Like what, what drives your decision making when you're like, I'm going to do a flip in this market because. Well, we're, what we're currently looking at is, um, again, because we kind of manage a lot of the projects ourselves, we do have remote teams, but we do look at the uh, distance from home and how easy it is to get to. So that's why uh, one of the reasons we really like Ohio. Um, it's just over the lake, right? Absolutely. Right. And it's that whole Rust Belt area is really affordable uh, at this time. You can still get in for, you know, relatively a, a reasonable price. Um and it shows like market research shows, I think in the past year or so, um, properties have appreciated there uh, up to like 10%. So it's still really affordable. Um, we're not dealing with some of the uh, insurance issues that we are seeing in like Florida um, or oversaturation of particular and short-term rentals. So it's a really good market for us. Uh, the, we're definitely able to see it appreciate. It's relatively low cost of entry to get in, which is great for our investors. So it allows them to quickly get in, kind of borrow their money, and then make cash flow right away. So that's why we really like that market. And people also sometimes, you know, just like to see where the money went and you know, what it's doing. And especially with the short-term and midterm rental strategy, they can go and stay a night at their property and really get to experience. And it's a, a really great way to kind of uh, whet your appetite uh, because of that low cost of entry to get into bigger uh, deals. Yeah, the pricing is definitely uh, not Ontario pricing. As soon as you cross the border, I remember I was working in Cleveland 2019 and a neighbor, we were fixing a house and the neighbor's like, hey, do you want to buy this thing? And I'm like, how much? He's like five grand. I'm like, too much. So, <laughs> you know, it's... You should have bought it. Well, if you saw what it looked like <laughs> and where it was, it was, uh, I think it was, it was definitely less than East 100. Like I'd like to be West... Like I like to be east of 100. I think this was east 71st or something, and you you don't want to be in that in that block. So he's like five grand. I'm like pass. It was all burnt yeah. out too. And you know, there's that's one thing. Um, I'm sure you guys are gonna learn when you go down into into the the abundance is that in Canada we're like beating ourselves to death to like find the most broken thing. But in in the states, you're just like the little the least Bro amount you can do, the better. You know, there's so, so much opportunity. You don't have to chase these like big deals, like get in, get out, get it rented on to the next one. So um, are you guys going to be like moving down there? Are you guys moving your whole operation or do you plan to just be no a little bit nomadic? I think nomadic is probably be where we're going to end up. Um, Toronto, Canada will always be home, but we like the um, the opportunity to be able to travel and see what else is there. And, with the um, STR uh, strategy that we use, lots of, oftentimes you can find places that you enjoy as well. And if the numbers make sense, you can get a lease. And not only can you make money off of it, but you can also spend time there as well. And the way things are with every with high speed internet, you could be having this call anywhere in the world, right? So that's yeah. kind of why I think being nomadic was probably somewhere around where we're going to end up. 
So um, that's not a t terribly capital uh, intensive kind of business, but uh, certainly the flipping is going to require some capital. Are you feeling uh, any sort of like hesitation from Canadians to invest with you over the border that they not understand? Or is your money primarily coming from the States? Where's the financing to back these flips and these burrs? Yeah, uh, we do work with uh, a number of GDP partners. Um, we also have access to hard money loans. So that's another thing. U.S. is great for the different types of financing products. So we are able to uh, get in, uh, get the money for not only the purchase, but also for the renovations as well. And with, you know, maybe about like $50,000 in capital, depending on the type of property, you can also get in and potentially do some renovation. Um, you raised a point earlier about there are a lot of properties with a lot of work to be done, and that is absolutely true. So we, again, really look for those deals where we can also work with a combination of creative financing, um, properties that have been in the market for a long time, um, and really try to work with those sellers to get better financing options in addition to hard money to in order to get our investors feedback. Yeah, there's a lot of options for financing. Creative financing in the States is a lot different um, than in Canada. And you can, you know, it's, it's kind of like more open, like you're free to make your own mistakes. If you want to sign that document, <laughs> go ahead. It's America, baby. Yeah. Sign here. So <laughs> um, where do you see this, this whole thing going over, say, the next three to five years? Like, where do you see your business going? Where do you see that sort of I wouldn't call it a niche because it is an emerging uh, short-term rental to the point where everyone's calling STR because they're tired of saying short-term rental. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you see that going over the next, uh, say, towards 2026, towards 2030? I think um, it's definitely for us a lifestyle play. Um, that's really why we're interested in how we got started. It worked for our lifestyle. Um, and we want to continue that. We love to travel. And as I mentioned, we are investing internationally, uh, as well as in Mexico and the Caribbean. And those are really great places for, again, creative financing. Um, and a lot of the sellers are willing to work with you. So, I mean, if we could be chill like chilling on a beach, uh, we definitely love to be there too. And as Daniel mentioned, we're pretty nomadic. So we like to move around and get our hands involved in, in different things. And being nomads ourselves and having that experience post COVID, kind of post the pandemic, uh, is actually, we're actually seeing it as an emerging trend with travelers. Uh, and these are the types of travelers that we generally try to focus on uh, rather than the vacationers. Uh, that's our kind of way of, you know, sort of recession proofing our business or, you know, dealing with any changing regulations that come up with short-term rentals is to really understand the different avatar types and make our offerings uh, tailored to them as this new and emerging niche. Yeah, because you're going to end up with like me more like, I want a week, I want two weeks, I want to stay there for a month. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that um, I'm seeing a lot with, you know, because I'm on air DNA or whatever, and I'm looking at whether is this viable, you know, what's the thing. And a lot of times it seems, and maybe you guys can comment, you know, comment on that. The, some people don't even allow a three-day rental. They're just like, no, they're like only weeks, only months. And they want a different avatar because you can set up like, you can set up your Airbnb incorrectly and turn it into a party house. And mm -hmm. you, all you'll get is party bookings. So how yeah. do you guys navigate 
um, you know, the offering on these different short-term rental websites to kind of mitigate your risk because with any tenant comes risk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, one of the things we do is we are very diligent about screening our guests, understanding where, why they're coming for and what reasons. Um, and we always implement uh, security at our properties. So that's like noise monitors, cameras. Uh, we also can potentially deploy uh, a team, like if we get an alert or anything, uh, we will deploy a team to kind of shut that down. If you see, if I see you at nine o'clock rolling up with balloons, guess what? Your reservation is canceled. Yeah, and you, you, <laughs> you bake in a lot of those rules right into when the guest is initially booking, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're having an agreement that you, you don't want parties or any gatherings or noise, but let's say after a certain time, you agree to the rules we expect that you're going to follow them, right? If someone's like, oh, I'm going to have a small gathering with like six people, fine. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not to, it's not to say um, we don't want people to show up and, and enjoy themselves, but we want to also be good neighbors wherever we go and any properties that we're maintaining and looking after. We want to try to associate ourselves with the community and also to try and make sure that not only are we being profitable, but we want to make sure that we're neighborly as well. So it's very important for us to like not to set to screen the guests and make sure that they're going to be a good fit. Yeah, setting expectations on the front. I like I like what you were saying. Uh, that that's another big emerging thing is the noise monitor because that's mm -hmm. going to catch the party um, as the decibel levels. Like oh, maybe they drop something and it goes off, but it's like got a measure for like a fifteen minutes above this decimal mm -hmm. and it goes and sends sustained a, noise. Yeah, sustained noise, right? So you can you can monitor your property most more closely without being like the basement suite and being like with the broom. Hey, keep it down. <laughs> so. Um, if people want to get a hold of you guys and and maybe learn more or invest with you guys or just you know get into that space and you know pick your brain, how can they reach you guys? How can they contact you? Instagram or Facebook at Tenalta Hall. Um, uh, Tenalta Hall on either Instagram and Facebook, and you'll be able to get in touch with both of us. Awesome, and I think there was a website you want to plug the website real quick because I checked it out before, and it's um, what is it? Um, what was it here? Bunker, bunker, um, bunker property services.com. That's the one that you do management for other people as yeah. well as yourself. Or cool. you can check us out on bunkerbnb.com. Even better. <laughs> well, you know it, what they say, time flies when you're having fun. And I really uh, enjoyed the conversation guys. And I, you know, best of luck in the United States. I'm sure you're already been down there, but it is the wild west. So I wish you all the best and enjoy the weather. It's not like it is up here. <laughs> Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you.